Honestly, I was bored and we're going on an adventure. I think she died of embarrassment. I'm gonna cry. It's entertainment for you. Hey guys, welcome back to Digital Girl. Um, it's been two weeks since we did our last episode, episode two. Thank you guys for tuning in if you listened. Yay, episode three. Today should be interesting. We're gonna kind of talk about the generational gap between social media and how all of the generations kind of use it differently and how there's kind of a miscommunication there on some aspects of it. So yeah, do you guys have anything to add? Um, we can just dive yeah, right in. Okay, okay. So what so what made me think about this was um, one of my friends Zoe's one of her comments on my Instagram one time was Katie, I hate you. Like delete this. Something like that. It wasn't that bad. It was like I hate you. Okay, so um I like kind of mess around on Instagram a lot and it was just like a stupid, like silly post, kind of ironic. Uh, if you guys know me, you totally know what I'm talking about. And so she was like, oh my God, like, I hate you. You know, we all say it right. to our friends all the time. So my mom sees this and is like, oh my God, like that cyber bullying. Are you guys okay? Like she was so worried because that has been my really good friend for a long time. And it was just like, uh, it just made me laugh because I was like, you know, kind of did one of those eye roll things where you're like, no, oh my God, mom, like we're fine. Whereas like even in person, we'll say like, I hate you to like each other and it means nothing. But just, and if any of you guys saw that comment on my Instagram, you probably thought nothing of it. Whereas like it was a really big deal for people to see that. And especially also with like posting stuff on Instagram, especially in the comments, like I think I said like oh fuck you or something like as a joke to someone and my dad was like you need to delete that companies are gonna look at that and like I don't know it just doesn't even cross my mind that people are gonna think twice about anything in the comments especially like well you know your parents always kind of look out for you and what you post you know they want you to me specifically they want me to be a lady but (laughs) right so I think that definitely gets to one of the core things right yeah there's just a miscommunication well I think yes there's definitely a miscommunication I think the the older generations are going to view um your profile as something companies are going to see and like a strong representation of you right which is Weird. And so you have, like, an obligation to put your best foot forward. Um, but, you know, with Finstas, right? Like, oh it's exactly God. the opposite. Do people you know? still, like, use those? Do you guys know? I had one. It was really big for me in high school, but I don't... Uh, the general consensus I hear today is a lot private of people... story. Well, private stories are kind of like the new Finsta, right? But I would say, I hear a lot of people say they delete their Finsta... I don't know if it's just a maturity thing as you get older or Uh, sometimes it might just be a little too exposing, but a lot of people I've talked to either say, oh, I deleted it or oh, I I don't even use it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That was so interesting that you brought that up. That didn't even cross my mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. My little sister has one and she's still in high school, but like, I don't really know anyone else that still uses their Finsta often. Well, just for, like, context, what was your, like, Finsta for? Because I know some... some Oh, right. There's a huge dilemma with the Finstas. So I was always told not to toot my own horn that mine was very funny and great content. 
Sorry, guys, can't find it. It's deactivated. But um, other people kind of just used it, and it drove me and my friends, my friends and I, sorry, Mom, um, crazy when people would post on their Instagrams and, like, edit their pictures and stuff. And a lot of people posted on Finsta just to complain, and it was, like, really negative and really, really toxic. Whereas, like, mine, I would just kind of post, like, stupid shit, you know, like... I was hit by a bike today, you know, like, whatever. And people are like, oh, my God, like, you would. I hate you. You know, right. there's the comment again. But that actually did happen freshman you year. You got hit by a bike? I did get hit by a bike. Like, not... And I was, like, sick. I was going to UHS. Oh, my God, it was so awful. <laughs> Emily, my friend Emily, like, always brings that up all the time. And it's, like, really sad, actually. But that was, like, such a huge tangent that I just went on there. But it is true about what you said about Finstas. Like, but I think that... Like what you just said about the tangent, that's what they're for, right? Those are the stories you're sharing. It's yeah, the, sure. It's the, these are the stories <laughs> that don't make me look very good. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Like it was just like, it was a place where you could kind of just like release like some funny story to tell. Because it was like your closest friends, for those of you who don't know what a finst is. We didn't really address that. But, yeah, it's, like, your closest friends. And fake Instagram. Especially me. Yeah, <laughs> fake, fake Instagram. Fake Instagram. Account, yeah. Especially me. I'm so dramatic that it's, like, if one, like, minor thing happens to me, I need to tell everyone and I just need to, like, get everyone's sympathy and pity or, like, laugh about it to make myself feel better. And there's a platform where you could just do it. It's a stupid picture of you. Maybe a long caption, maybe a video, just telling the story completely over-exaggerated, for sure, by my part anyway, <laughs> but so dramatic. Oh my god, the stuff I would post on Finsta. What do you guys think about private stories? Love, 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 love private stories. Why is that? Or what, what makes you love them? I, so, Asher knows, on my private story, this is something my best friend Grace and I do. Shout out Grace, little abroad Grace. I love her so much and I miss her. But, so, what we do every Monday on her Finsta, she still has her Finsta and she only uses it for this. She only uses it for this. We do a nice Monday recap. And it's all, like, the snaps of ourselves or our friends or literally just, like, funny things we see and... I'll, like, screenshot them, and it's this whole series of all these pictures from throughout the week of, like, our friends just being, like, stupid or drunk or, like, funny things that happen to them, like a really ugly picture or something, and it's just, like, it's great content. Hers especially, she makes, like, every one of, at least one picture of hers makes mine. Sometimes I make hers, and... I mean, I, she was doing it, and I was like, I love this the first time I saw it, and then I just did it because she is a little influencer herself. But, yeah, and also I think, so for the private stories as well, my mom has, oh, no, <laughs> my mom has Snapchat, and I would, well, sorry, Mom, but you're blocked from my regular story too, but, you know, it's just kind of, <laughs> oh, my God, ah! <laughs> But so it's kind of a place where, you know, only your closest group of friends can see. 
Um, You're not friends with your mom? No, okay. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, mom. no, but it's funny to say that because I'm always like, hey, girl, like to my mom. And she's like, I'm not your girl. I'm not your friend. I'm your mom. But no, I love, love my mom. Love, 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 love. Yeah. But back to the, yes. the <laughs> private story. So the private story is so great because it's like I can just post like shitty things, ugly things, like just get real crazy because it. I think it became kind of, like, a big deal to not be annoying on Snapchat. Like, is that a thing where it's, like, the whole purpose of Snapchat stories was to share these moments, right. you know, with each other. Like, literally, I think that's, like, a logo of Snapchat. It's, like, share these moments, you know? Mm. But now it's, like, if you post too many concert videos or too many things drunk or, like, wow. if you try really hard in a picture, it's just really escalated or de-escalated, I guess, to what people are posting on their stories. My one friend, Becca, has a private story, and that's basically her story. That's it. She doesn't even post on her regular story because she doesn't want to, like, offend people or, like, annoy people, and that's really big with me. Like, I used to delete all my friends if I wasn't, like, best friends with them on my regular story unless I, like, really thought they weren't going to be annoyed by what I was posting. So that's really it. The private story is like a nice out, outlook. Doesn't it make you wonder, for example, with these private stories, them becoming so popular, why we wouldn't just un, like, unfriend Friend people, unfriend yes, all the people yes, yes, and then yes. not have a private story at all and just be friends with the people that we I, want to sh- share this with? You know that's I mean? exactly what I did. No, like, yeah. Um, I had... I, I started to yeah. develop, like, a not-so-healthy relationship with social media, mm-hmm. um, and so I had to just I had to just scrap it all Cleanse. and start over. Yeah. And with that, I took my, took my friend's list on Snapchat and was just like... Yeah, you do gave I me w- a Snapchat. Yeah, Aww. yeah. Um, and was like, do I want this person to, to see what's going on in my life, or, or not, not that I don't care, but, you know, you people care? that I, you know, acquaintances mm-hmm. and things... Um, I, I kind of took them all down and I, I brought it down to a core group of 20 people or about and I was like these are, these are my people this is my close yeah. group and just to add to that Asher even before he went off he was like by the way like I'm just gonna be off social media you know like I want to tell you guys cause like you're my close friends or whatever like you snapped me and like I still hadn't seen you in a while but like you still and that like meant something to me like you know it's which is so funny because it's just like stupid little things about someone reaching out on social media that like again like the older generation probably wouldn't think twice about like if my dad's not posting on facebook none of his friends care like no (laughs) one cares if he's not liking their facebook posts they don't care how was that process um so uh, what do you mean like as far as like how did i narrow down the list or how was the the cleanse or what do you mean how yeah how was the restart um, or the reset button on um, the whole process. Like, how did it feel kind of stepping out of the digital world and kind of reevaluating your feelings towards it and just your overall take on the whole experience? Yeah, yeah. So I think it came with um, a lot of introspection, like looking at the things that I viewed as unhealthy for me or that the habits I was um, building that, you know, weren't, weren't good for me too. And so... Things like what my Instagram was actually for, right? <clears throat> for example, um, my Instagram, I felt like I only ever posted, right, you're going to laugh at this, but like I only ever posted like food and like travel pics. <laughs> um, and it made me 
uh, it made me seem like a little foodie, right, like you're always exactly. eating good. <laughs> and you know, I'd be posting these pictures. It'd be like two a.m. I'm cramming cheez-its in my mouth, and it's the middle of like December, right? And all of a sudden, it's like it's me like, on a beach, yeah, right? like, like eating salmon. It's like a really Exactly. Yes. And I, it was kind of exhausting to sort of keep that up. And yeah. so what I've started to do as I've gotten back on Instagram is I'm I'm posting um, seconds like videos of things going on around me. So it doesn't that. right. Cool. right. So it doesn't cool. feel like it's just um, look at these great pictures yeah. of me right. because that's you know what I was posting didn't feel right uh, authentic exactly authentic. I want to kind of talk about like what you're posting on Instagram and compare it back to like the generational things so yeah. it's really funny because for us Instagram is all about me all the time and me is like a you know you sense like a large yeah, you know yeah. societal sense like we are posting selfies we are taking golden hour pictures or it's like us with our friends you know whereas our parents like I don't know if your parents have Instagrams okay so it's really funny my mom and dad's Instagram so my mom's is very family oriented so she'll take pictures of my sisters and I like right after Easter mass or something you know and it's just like a very wholesome picture just like a quick snapshot selfie that she took on the beach no filter still looks beautiful every time but yeah so it's just very funny it's like she's almost rarely in her own pictures and it's more about the kids you know and then my dad he travels to London a lot for work and he is taking pictures of like the chocolate that's in London and it looks like a pound of bricks like it's just so funny whereas like we're like aesthetic the edit like is this gonna get likes but which I don't really like I don't really care about likes personally but I mean if I get like a hundred likes I'm kind of bummed but like it doesn't really matter this would be a cool time to talk about like facetune or isn't that a thing oh yeah facetuning app yeah explain that i no, everyone knows what facetune is right isn't that an app yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah i love facetune (laughs) what is it i haven't used it so okay (laughs) so facetune just because we're talking about like the edit Uh, and stuff i feel like you're not as insecure as i am but so facetune is basically (laughs) an app Wow, I'm silly today. (laughs) Ew. Okay. Facetune is an app. I'm sure every girl has it on their phone. Don't quote me on that. That's generalizing. (laughs) But however, so Facetune, you really can just smooth out your face. You can whiten your teeth. You can make yourself look tanner. You can widen your eyes, fuller your lips contort your body like it's nobody's business i look 20 pounds thinner on instagram than i am in real life oh thanks to face two not sponsored we are letting out all <laughs> instagram We're yo everyone's gonna be like this chick i swear this is our sponsored ad, ad this, i know sorry <laughs> guys i'm really on a new level today so <laughs> I was up at like 7 a.m. running around to get David Dobrik tickets. 
Which, by the way, I'll talk about that in a minute because that's something I want to comment about on the generational thing. And I took an exercise class. Lo and behold, little old me working out. So I don't need Facetune. I want to look my Facetune self in real life. It's called Pilates, baby. No more Facetune. Somebody take it away. I need to shut up. Okay. But yeah, what were you... uh... What were you leading up to with the face team? Yeah. I was just curious because we, we talked about it <laughs> we in did our talk last about episode. It a bit. Mm-hmm. And I've never used it before, but I always see on the app store, it's like still one of the top 10 apps of yeah. like all time, like the photo editing apps. Um, oh, this is so funny. And it's just interesting to me that that's a, that's a thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Wait, I, I, I can see it, like it makes sense. Like yeah. if pe- people have the option to make themselves look better. Right. I mean, like, I'm not, like, I don't have it. I would never get it, but I can see why it would be pop, like, a popular. You know, I also want to say so, like, on my Instagram, I posted a video last year, and I. So I think it's really funny when my friends send me crying Snapchats and I take them of myself all the time and save them. And I made a video and posted it on finals week of all the crying screenshots that I had for my friends to the song um, Tub Thumper. You know, that's why it's like, I get knocked down, but I get up again. (laughs) And then it's like, you take some whiskey. Yeah, you guys know the song. Okay. So... It's literally just all of us, like, there's mascara running down, and it's, like, all my friends at, like, all different people, too. Uh Huge hit. Huge hit. So my dad, like, everyone's laughing, thinks it's funny. My dad's like, just hold on. Like, you can push through, like, end of the year. Like, you got it. Whereas everyone's like, shut up. This is so funny, huh? (laughs) So it's just, like, that's really interesting, too, about... Like, oh, my dad's so sweet, always commenting little supportive things on my Instagram. And I was looking at his, and he has eight posts. I have 29 posts. But that's because I archive and unarchive things every <laughs> week. Um, and then he has 21 followers, or following 21 people, 16 followers. I have, I was hacked, so my numbers are lower than they would normally be. <laughs> but... 965 following, 971 followers. So, like, that's kind of crazy in and of itself, too. Yeah. You know, like, just how they're Gen X, yeah, Gen X, how they use Instagram versus how we do. And there's this picture. If you guys want to follow my dad, it's Rich Gore 5, if you want to see this picture. It's of me and my sisters dressed as, like, 90s or, no, early 2000s kids Sitting on our Honda Accord like it is a Lamborghini. <laughs> but yeah, and he goes, girls going retro back to 2000. I love that. That's wholesome. so funny. Um, yeah. One of the things I want to talk about, too, is the semantics behind words. And like oh, the meaning, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I feel like the communication between us and... By us, I refer to Generation um, Z. And like uh, Millennials, Generation X. For example... Like, if you get a text from someone and you get okay, period, you know they're pissed off. Yeah. Yes! Mom, mom, listen to this. The semantics behind that period is, like, it's, like... Yeah. yeah. It it means you're you're pissed off, you're annoyed about something, right? Right. Yeah. But it is funny because, I guess, if you get it from someone older... Yeah. It it might not mean that to them, you know? Right. Or even my dad, if I'm in a family group chat... I'll get a, a thumbs up from my dad, just like a, a regular thumbs up. After I would be like, "Hey, dad, like, uh, I paid my rent for the month, or I did this." I'll just get a thumbs up, and 
I can't imagine what? sending a thumbs up to my girlfriend if she were to like oh, ask me. Oh yeah. Granted, my dad is not my girlfriend, but sure. I'm just okay, saying yeah. like yeah. But it's just the concept where even if I were to send that to my sister, like if she were to ask me a question, I'd be just send her a thumbs up. Right. Like, yeah. That's like a that's like a no. dick thing to do. Yeah. Right? You just, know what I mean? Just like the message. Yeah. So like just mm-hmm. like yeah. Or okay. Period. Those yeah. are just off the and top that's, of my head. And that's that's so funny too because the guy I've been working for the past, like, six summers, I'll text him and I'll be like, I'm coming back, or, like, sending a long paragraph of, like, yeah, I'll be back this year, I want to work in the 910 day camp, I want to do this, like, Natalie and Becca will be my co-counselors, the da-da-da-da-da, huge paragraph about what's going on, or, like, I'll be like, hey, I'm missing these hours, like, you know, whatever. He does T-H-X, period. Thanks. Thanks. That's it. And like there there could even be a question in there or something and it's just thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny because meanwhile if someone were to send me a paragraph, I'm looking at every sentence and like answering everything. Right. I don't know. And it doesn't mean they don't care. Right. It's just the and, response. And it's funny too. Um, even from my dad, I'll get a million exclamation points. <laughs> a million. I don't know if your like family members do the same thing. But so funny. I, it, for some reason, like, it, it could be something like, you know, Charlie's out back barking, and it would be, like, 50 exclamation points. Or, That's so funny. you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, you don't need to do that. Yeah. But, um, it's they just won't very, send or, out, like, okay, glad you paid your rent, but they'll take the time. And yeah, press, like, exactly, exactly. Points. I'll get a thumbs up for I that paid my so rent. Funny. Or a million exclamation points if, I don't know, if... If the dog barks. Right. Right. Or, do or guys, something like that. Do your dads do, like, the dot, dot, dot? Like, the ellipses? Oh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, That's a good one. No, like, I, I just, I was looking at my text with my dad, and I, hold on, I'm And sorry. it's interesting, too, like, even when you're texting someone, like, if you were to, also, this is another interesting thing. I feel like most people today don't send, like, a big text box. It's, like... It's almost like separate texts are written as separate paragraphs. Yes, I do that. Which makes sense because it's easier to understand, like, this is concept one, this is concept two. I'm getting very technical with text messages. (laughs) But, and then I think everyone has a different method of responding. Like, do you do the the first, do you respond to the first paragraph first or, like, the most recent one and then do, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. How do you respond? What's your order to... This is a text that I sent to my dad on my way back to school. He said, okay, and I go, thanks, smiley face, first text. Second text, hopefully only a couple more hours. Third text, packed bus, roll eyes emoji. And then another text, dad, period. Another text, I'm dying laughing. Then sent him, like, a screenshot of something. And then, yeah, like, that's five, five texts when I could have just, you know, all in one. And then he responds to the last one. Like, you know, which is just funny. But I do that, too. Like, if someone... Because that's such a common thing for us to do right now. I've never seen my parents do that, which is also probably generational. Just to bring that back in. Who knows where this episode's going this (laughs) week. But, I mean, it's good stuff, for sure. Um, No, but sometimes if, like, I think what they said in the first message compared to the last message is kind of irrelevant or we're shifting gears, shifting topics... I'll just, like, go off from what the last one said, right. you know? Right, Which is, seems logical to me, <laughs> I guess, but... It's also a testament that <clears throat> nobody has their ringer on. Bam, 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 like, five texts just to get the point right. across. 
man, imagine if you had your ringer on. And like, <laughs> I know. I don't. I haven't yeah. had mine on in like years. Yeah. The emojis that the Generation Z Zers use versus um, Generation X is yeah. so different too. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. I love um, using emojis. I feel like yeah. some people don't, but I use like the fairy, the girl doing the cartwheel, uh-huh. the rainbow, the sparkle, the dog, the chair, like the butterfly. Air- like, airplane seat. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Know I like, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people just use the faces or like the hand mm-hmm. stuff, but I love exploring using yeah. like the nature ones. Well, I, they add color to a message. I think it fills the niche where, um, body language used to be definitely Ooh. right like you send a thumbs up or like a shrug like man how do you how do you express oh, a shrug God. over a text message right. Wait, dang. i'll just send a picture of a dude shrugging yeah, there, that, you know? exactly. yeah. There it is. oh yeah. my god that's yeah. so funny that is so like brilliant to me that someone made those i've never even thought about it in that way that now we're able to communicate body language yep. through a screen what yeah. what emojis do you feel like are overrated or that you absolutely Ooh. should not and ever use anymore? The flags. Why? 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 That's just, like, a lot of them are so irrelevant. <laughs> I just... And then I'm, like, searching for, like, the... I always search for the red X when I want to be, like, no cap or, like, absolutely no of this or something. And I have to go through all the flags to find it. That's I can think of two off the top of my head. Yeah, hit me. First one is a poop emoji. I feel like yep. that's definitely like, deleted. Over. Gone. The younger like, kids love that. Really? They, oh my God, all the kids at camp, so like I would say like nine, ten, maybe even seven, eight, think the poop emoji so. Did you guys see the emoji movie by your chance? I didn't. Okay, okay, just wondering. <laughs> I, it was, I didn't see it by choice, but there, the poop emoji has a really big role in that movie. Okay, so it's like. And every time the poop emoji, like, did something, the kids thought it was hysterical. They're always using it. Th- but we have no purpose to I use think, the poop well, I emoji. Think, I think the reason why is because our generation... I didn't have an iPhone as soon as it came out in, like, 07 mm-hmm. or 06. But I remember playing on, like, um, people in my family who had it. And that was always, like, the first thing that you, like, you would play with, like, the poop emoji or whatever. But... <laughs> That, you know, that was over, like, 10 years ago, right? I mean... Yeah. Um, but you were 10 then, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but the other thing... Um, and the other emoji that I can think of is the crying face emoji of, um, like, a, the laughing crying face. I use that really? all the time. Really? Really? <laughs> I, this okay, is interesting. I'll... Because I used it up until about a year ago, and my girlfriend made fun of me for Aww. using it. And I, I, I was, like, I was that. brought up to date with, like, culture that apparently, like... That's like a no fly zone anymore. What? With like the laughing. Whoa. I do that. Yeah. I do the one that's like kind of crooked. Like he's died. Like uh, funniest story about the crying. But laughing unless movie. you guys have like other takes on that, I don't know why, but for some reason, and I thought I talked to other people that were like, yeah, we don't use the cry- the laughing crying image anymore. <laughs> it's interesting. So maybe that's just like a few people I've talked to, because it was it was ju- it wasn't just her. It was like other people too. So I don't know if that's overrated, but. I love your guys' take on that. My little sister. So the year Robin Williams died, I don't know if you guys remember when that was. No, ready? She posted a picture of him on Instagram and goes, so sad, Robin Williams died. And did, like, the crying laughing emoji instead of, like, the crying ones. And, like, she was little at the time. But, like, it was just so funny. She was like, oh, my God, I thought it was, like, crying. And then, I, like, we were like, yeah, like, you shouldn't have used that emoji, obviously. Like, that's right. not the one that's yeah. crying. But now I just, it's so funny you said that because I did never use that, but now I use it a lot. 
You know what else is interesting too? I just thought of something. When it's interesting that before on like Facebook, um, for example, you'll see the headlines of the news, like maybe like the tornado that just hit like East Tennessee, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that before it used to just be a like button and that's the default, right? So what does that like button mean nowadays? I know there's other options like love, yeah. sad, um, angry, you know, when you when you hit it and it comes up with other options, yeah. but the default's still the like. Because but people used... will still like it, you know what I mean? And, and they're not saying they support the tornado that happened yeah. in Tennessee, but it's like, it's, it's interesting yeah. that too could be another like. Because it used to be like when you like it, you literally like it, like right. you like this post. So what right. do you think it means now? I think it's this deserves attention. To, yes, this deserves yeah. attention. Yeah, that, yeah, for sure. You know, and you you look at things on other uh, like notes on Tumblr, right? You mm-hmm. have likes, and the algorithm like pushes it up. Or or Reddit, you have like the upvote, and it's like this deserves attention. Um, and so I think that's what it is now. I, I don't think it's necessarily a. I love tornadoes. Right. You know? I love <laughs> tragedy. Right. right. And but I think that's why they included other things. Like they have the the love yeah. and the other faces right. to try and differentiate. And then the it's interesting too because sometimes it's like you know people will love it, but that also doesn't mean you love it. It's more like a sending love or like sure. sympathy. Uh, you know. Because yeah, I've seen that like if people post about like their dog dying on Facebook or something or like loss of a grandparent and it's people like hearting it and then a comment will be like sending love or like whatever which is super interesting and then they also have the thumbs down button and it's so weird because then it's like if they thumbs down someone's dog dying does that you know what I mean that kind of looks weird but also you're like dislike because I don't like that your dog died you know it's so that is so interesting too definitely that's a good point do you guys care I know I've been like over talking you both this episode sorry but um if we talk about the how generations use different platforms yeah so um i did research on this as well and so nick and i were talking and basically it's like pretty clear that the boomers and gen x are facebook people that's pretty that's it almost seems like common sense you know and then Millennials, Gen Y, they are, they use multiple platforms. So, like, for that, they'll still use Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and maybe TikTok. I don't know, but that's also, like, well, actually, no, there's a lot of, like, 30-year-olds. Like, I see a lot of dentists on TikTok, which is, like, super weird. But, like, people with professions are using it, too, to, again, like, get their content out there, their brand name and whatever. That's a whole nother thing. And then Gen Z, us, it's more really focused on, like, one platform, which I think is especially true with the younger half of the Gen Z, which is TikTok, like, for sure. Generation Z, by the way, is anyone born from 1995 to 2012. So we are lumped in with, like, (laughs) eight-year-olds, and we are 21. Isn't that crazy? I'm almost 22. Isn't that crazy? So I think, at least my take on it, is I think there's a constant exodus away from uh, the platforms when our parents and brands start using them. We all had Facebook. Right. And then all of... uh, So we all had... um, 
we all had Facebook, and then our parents get on Facebook, and we're like, oh, I don't know if I can post this anymore, I don't know if I can share this, we'll flip to something else. You flip to, like, Instagram. Yeah. Now our parents are, like, getting on Instagram, we're like, I, I, we'll, we'll try TikTok now. I also think it's really just what's going to be next, like, what's the newest mm-hmm. thing? Like, everyone, it's such a short attention span, and it's also funny because when Instagram started doing videos, which Vine was, everyone was like disgusting like that's what vines for that's what snap and like the stories too they were like like no one likes when another platform uses a similar medium i guess or like way to post Feature yeah, 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 yeah 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 sure and but then at the same time we always want the newest thing the next thing like i think tiktok's gotten so big so recently because it's so different it's a lot of where like today's hottest music is being discovered right. like tiktok is controlling the music industry absolutely and it's crazy these 16 year olds are getting famous from dancing on tiktok mm-hmm. whereas they could have been dancing on instagram for years but you know it's not mm-hmm. as productive Sh- shameless plug i have more followers and likes on my tiktok than atlantic records interscope records and I don't even have that many like that many followers or likes, but that just goes to show that major dated corporations, not dated, labels are still relevant. And this could be a whole other topic. But the the point goes back to the generation, right? A lot of yeah. these people that work at Atlantic Records, Columbia Records, um, a majority of them are uh, Generation X, maybe baby boomers if they're mm-hmm. like senior executives. But the fact that someone like myself, who's really just barely making content, I, I do have content on there, but I I think even combined, if you combine all their stats, I still have more than them. Not that I'm trying to really compete with them, but yeah. it just goes to show and that I think these, it's, and they have the check mark too, which is crazy. Which is know. something that's like interesting, like for me, if I'm on TikTok, like even if I didn't know you, if I see like a talented singer, like, and they get my attention, like by their talent... You know, like, I am so down to just, like, listen to that, where it's, like, if it's this random corporation making a stupid video or celebrity that is represented by them that I don't like or care about, I'll go past it, no problem. And I think that's why, you know, a lot of people are paying more attention to these, like, under underground I don't yeah. know like yeah I um, think that's what that's kind of what I was like getting at earlier mm-hmm. like as soon as you start seeing like <laughs> huge brands huge corporations you're like oh like I, I wanted to, yeah. yeah I wanted to see like some other small person mm-hmm. and I think that's great that you have a platform where you know someone posting just you've you've deleted the middleman it's not like you have to go through a radio station yep. and through a you know through whatever you can just be seen by people directly through the app and I think that's great Definitely. One of the most powerful things I've ever heard um, that I always remember, and not that it's like profound, but it's pretty simple. Marketers ruin social media platforms because, you know, when you go on YouTube, there's ads everywhere. Um, Facebook is nothing but ads. Even your email, everyone's fighting for your email because, you know, we still use email today. Direct marketing is still important, but it's ads everywhere, and as soon as ads take over, they just the marketers ruin these platforms. So that's not an interesting point. And then we find a new one, yep. and it's all the yep. all the young. It's the yeah. exodus, and then, they, yeah. and then they catch on. So yep. that's what happens. Then they um, follow. I wanted to talk about YouTube too, because so like for those of you who, if you don't know, David Dobrik is a vlogger. 
super big on YouTube, super successful. He's coming to Penn State to do like a Q&A thing. And um, he's gotten really big over the last year, really big with like high schoolers. Like that's a very, I would say, generational thing too, like vlogging. I don't think a lot of parents use YouTube. If they do, it's more like instructional videos, I would say. Or, like, they want to watch music videos of their favorite artists. My dad does that sometimes. But to watch someone just, like, go about their day is, like, a very interesting concept to me. But, however, so we, my sister and I like him. We started watching him a while back. And my friend Kristen likes him, too. And we are going to go get tickets. So this ticket sales started at 11 in the Hub today, which is a building at Penn State. And... You know, Kristen was like, I'm going to go at 8 a.m. Like, it, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to go at 8 a.m. And I was like, I'll maybe go at, like, 10.30. Like, no way it's going to be that insane. And she got there at 8 a.m., and there were already 50 people in line. And they were only giving out 370 tickets per day. So I was like, oh, my God, there's no way. And they cut it off by, like, 10. Like, because there were already 370 people there. So then my sister and I were like, okay, we need to go at 7 tomorrow. So we went today, and it, we were the, like, last people. There were 10 people behind us, and then they cut us off. People were there at 5 a.m. to see David Dobrik. And, like, you know how you can kind of tell, this is, like, I'm not trying to be ageist, but, like, you know how you can kind of tell, like, who's a freshman and who's not? It was a lot. It seemed, I don't know for sure, but it seemed like a lot, a lot of freshmen. And I was texting my friend Laura because they were out of tickets by 8 a.m. And ticket sales were supposed to start at 11. And she was like, I feel like two years behind us, so like sophomore, freshman, like high schoolers, treat David Dobrik like a god. Like people love like vloggers, which is so crazy. I get really bored with vloggers sometimes. And I was texting my friend Jack, who's two years older than me, and he was like, if this happened my senior year, nobody would be in line. Maybe that's because, like, he wasn't big then, but I I guess what he was trying to say, like, if it was his age, like, it wouldn't be as popular. Like, a lot of his friends don't know who David Dobrik is. People like Casey Neistat, though, you're familiar with him. Yep. He yeah. has a pretty older Relatively older audience. like I think that's because he started so long ago, though, and, like, people kind of grew with him, would sure. you say? Or? But I, I would say that he really popularized vlogging. And in my mind, when I think of vloggers, Casey Neistat is the first person that's I think That's so of. interesting. Um, I knew David before Casey. I just think that Casey is the person that, like, pioneered the whole thing. Oh, for I, sure. I think he 100%. was one of the leading figures. And yeah. He did a... What the the craziest thing about the Casey Neistat um, blog vlog is that he did eight hundred episodes every day, every day. I don't think people realize that. This person literally made a vlog every day. He has eight hundred episodes. And oh, oh my god! I'm so dumb. I lit. Oh my god! I thought you meant like eight hundred episodes in a day. No, no. and I was like, <laughs> sorry, that I is I no, no, no. Oh, no. Yeah, you thought that too, I'm sorry. right? Yeah. <laughs> In a day, I, I apologize. <laughs> no, that was eight hundred like, total daily episodes. Like the commitment, that's insane. Think about your Saturdays or Sundays when you're sleeping in. This man is going out on his boosted board in the middle of December, January in New York and filming himself. In his yeah, eight hundred. It's insane. That's crazy. That's like almost three years. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. and he and had to quit because it was, like, taking a toll on his, like, family life, his personal yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. And they do crazy shit, some of the vloggers. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Or vloggers like Emma Chamberlain sits there and makes coffee or films herself drawing and also has, like, 5 million subscribers. That's just crazy to me. But, and also, like, a lot of them, especially Emma Chamberlain, she's very much, like, um, you know, I'm gonna, this is a back-to-school look, or, like, if you're in school, like, you can draw this. Like, you know, it's very targeted to, like, high schoolers, which is crazy. So what makes you, or why do you think people are so drawn to vloggers, uh, like, personalities because really that's what they're selling yeah. like the vlog is selling their personality why do you think people are so drawn to that i would say like escapism and it's interesting for people to live vicariously through other people's adventures and it's like I, people I, watching kind it's of. people watching and i think it gives us a perception of another person's life that um i think we just naturally find interesting through through documents you know, documenting. Um, so. Who do you guys watch? Like, if you guys watch any vloggers or if you want to tell us about your favorite social media platform, please let us know. We are happy to talk more about this, but we don't want to <laughs> yeah. run too long, you know. We kind of strayed a lot today, but it was good stuff. I yeah, feel like interesting, you know. Definitely. All right, so we're going to sign off, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, check out our Instagram if you want to take some polls. We'll do that. We'll post that later. And, yeah, I'm Katie. I'm Nick. I'm, I'm Asher. <laughs> and my Instagram is Katie, C-A-T-I-E-E, G-O-R-E. And my Instagram is I am Nick Canning. I am Nick, C-A-N-N-I-N-G. I am Nick Canning. And mine is Ahon Biquan. And, and then our digital girl Instagram is digital girl podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Please check us out. It was a great show today. Yay. Thanks again for listening, everyone. This is the digital girl podcast and we'll see you next time.